This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with two of my fabulous team members, Jennifer Harrison and Melissa Cannon, and we're going to talk about the results of our recent citizen survey. We've done previous episodes about engagement and some of the things we're gearing up for specifically ahead of 2020, the census, a major election, our 100th birthday, and thinking about what we talk a lot about is connecting the dots here in Gilbert and creating that engagement online. So super cool, we were able to include an online online portion of people's responses for the National Citizen Survey. And obviously, we use the results of the survey for a lot of decision making. So we want to truly know what our residents think, what they'd like to see, what they'd like to see improved. Um, And it's you know, pretty great whenever we get these responses back. I'm always interested to see and hear what people think. And in the past, I've been a little concerned because of maybe the more traditional ways of getting this feedback. And so I was really excited about this year in particular because we were able to use the online results as part of the statistically valid survey results for the first time. And Melissa, you had headed up this process and kind of led our efforts here. And so wanted to talk to you about some of the results, the themes, the things that we've seen and kind of what the process was and is, and then how you'd like to see us use the results. Yeah, definitely. So kind of echoing what you were saying about having online submissions, I thought it was super interesting from compared to last year and this year. So last year, I think was the first time that the online submissions were available to at least Gilbert to uh, kind of submit that survey. And this year, we count, we went full force on it. Like we want online submissions. We want to have it for a two, at least a two-week period. And last year was actually a three-week period. But we got so many more responses, which is really great because it gets a kind of an accurate picture of what the pulses of the community out here in Gilbert. Um, so just for some numbers, like last year we had 189 people online take the survey, whereas this year we had over 2,000 people, which is super cool. It's just showing that we're meeting them where they are and they want to give feedback. Um, that's a 109% increase too for our total amount of submissions. So last year we only had like 1,100 or 1,200 responses. This year we had over 2,500. So again, we're having just this a lot of great information and great feedback, and it was a long survey, a super long survey, but these, this, mm-hmm. over 2,500 people submitted everything, which was great because yes. these are all completed numbers. And if you've taken it, mm-hmm. it's very long. I'm surprised we got that many people to complete it. I got half, as a Gilbert resident, I got halfway through, and I'm like, how much longer is right. this? And mm-hmm. it really is a time commitment, so kudos to those 2,500 residents yeah. who completed it because... Um, their val- their feedback is really valuable, but they definitely dedicated um, quite a bit of time to, to give that feedback. So we really appreciate that. But yeah, it needs to be cut down just because, you know, I know, Melissa, you did a lot of work with trying to cut some of the questions that we don't need here in Gilbert out. I think there were some questions about snow and... Yeah. Yep. Snow removal. Yeah. Things that don't pertain to anyone here. (laughs) Yeah. So these are questions that communities are asking across the country, right? Which Mm -hmm. is important for us to be a part of those so that we can benchmark ourselves. But there are some things that just don't apply here in Gilbert that we can... um, we were able to cut to help make it a little bit shorter, but it's still, it's still quite a lengthy survey. Yeah, <sighs> definitely. I'm like hit or miss with it because it is so long. And I feel like it's not as engaging for the residents, but as the, like the data side of me, I'm like, oh, there's just so much information here and there's so many comparisons. I think the report was like over 70 pages, which not everyone's going to read, but those who do really want to dive into it, you have like every single line, which is really cool. 
Um, but overall, just kind of going through all the information we have, so there was three pillars that they really focused on. And that was the community character, um, characteristics, which is like the ambiance of the town or the city, the governance, so our services that we provide, and then the participation, so engagement, connection, how do you feel in the community? Overall, Gilbert was super awesome, and they always say this in our emails, so we ranked highest in the nation, or one of the highest in the nation, about 98% in almost all the categories, which is super cool. So yeah, 98%, so they rated, 98% rated like around excellent to good in all of our services. Uh, there were a few areas, I think, for room for improvement, but this is what we wanted, right? Like every time with the survey, you want to see how we can improve, and those themes were around public transportation and affordability of housing. So which is one thing that was really interesting was last year there was a comment about, or some statistics about how they wanted more affordable housing, or they wanted a range of, of houses, and now it's more of making it more affordable. So something to look out into the future. Um, but overall, we added some questions into the survey just to see, just to track over time the different trends. And our focus this year was, why are you here, basically? Why are you coming to Gilbert? So reasons for living, most of people are saying that the quality of life in general here is their rating really, really high. Um, however, we did ask the questions like, what would make you leave? So why would you relocate from coming from Gilbert and its cost of living? So again, mm -hmm. it's affordability of housing, affordability of um, even mental health, uh, and then transportation. Mm -hmm. And those are all the things that we've been talking about with as we're planning for the city of the future, right? Mm -hmm. um, ensuring that as we grow as a community, we continue to have that affordable housing, we continue to have the resources, um, and ensure that our cost of living is affordable for our residents um, so that we don't become those big cities like San Francisco where people can't afford to live in the community where they want to live um, or where they work um, or go to school. So that's definitely, it all kind of plays with that city of future thing that we're going with. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting Interesting. What stood out to me, because where I'm really focused on is this community engagement, is that most residents felt connected to the town with 8 in 10 assessing the sense of community as excellent or good, as you said, Melissa, which eclipsed levels seen anywhere else in the nation. So I thought that was really powerful, and I wanted to share that because I think, again, we think about these touch points for getting feedback from our residents, and I talk about this all the time, and in previous episode, I, I did specifically about the census, but we can't just go to our residents when we need something. The reason that we had more than 2,000 people respond is because we already engage with them online. We're already there. We're already talking to them. We're already getting feedback, and they understand that, and I think that goes back to that connected piece, is they, they know we're interested in their input. It's not just, hey, once a year or whenever we're going to be reaching out to give you this survey, and likely in most cities you have the same people that respond every year. We've proven that when you engage online consistently, when you need something from people, whether it's to fill out a survey that's really important or a census or show up at an election, this is this is when they will, when you've already built the relationship. I recently had someone ask me on a panel I was on, when should I get started on planning for 2020? And I said, uh, yesterday. And so this is really important. We use this survey to make a lot of large decisions. Our police department, I know our police chief specifically, had reached out and said, I'm dying to get my hands on these results. Like, this is how I plan for the future. And, you know, it's really, really important that we get a large amount of feedback from all different residents and age groups. And I think with not having the online version in the past has skewed our response rate much, a much older response rate, where this year it was really exciting. I think you said 27%, 693 respondents were between the ages of 
Um, was it? I think it was. It was young. It was like 18 to 34. 34. Yeah, 34. Yeah. And I thought that that was awesome because even though 27% might seem kind of small, I would venture that in the past that age group was even lower because we weren't providing an online option. And when we did, we also weren't at one point allowed to use the online responses as part of the statistic, quote, statistically valid survey results, right? So now I think these groups like the National Citizen Survey Group, the census, they're understanding that they need to be able to provide online options for participation and include those in the results to get a true sense of where what your residents think, because we all know, and here I say this all the time, 97.5% of Gilbert residents have a computer. And so going where our residents are, meeting them where they are, and then soliciting feedback is so, so important and making it easy on them to participate. I always say everyone wants to feel a part of something larger and feel like they're participating in their community, but we just don't make it easy on them. And I, I, as much as I love this survey, I felt that at times it was like, gosh, if I'm a busy parent who only has five minutes at night, like, I don't know that I would get all the way through it, you know? So I still think there's work to be done, but I'm happy to see these groups, especially a lot of these federal or nationwide agencies, start to think differently about how they're soliciting feedback from people. Well, Dana, like you mentioned, we solicit feedback online almost on a weekly, monthly basis. So our residents are used to us asking for their feedback. And so when we put a survey out like this, um, which is much longer than our typical <laughs> survey, I mean, I think we always limit our surveys to eight ten questions, to 10 questions yeah, max, max. Yep. and how many questions were on this oh my gosh hundreds <laughs> like, yeah. it felt like hundreds <laughs> I think there's um definitely more than 10 and so um it, it becomes a little bit confusing to our residents when we're asking for that you know literally a couple minutes of their time and then this survey comes out and then it's taking you know at least 10 15 20 minutes of their time so that is definitely something as we move forward and working with um, the national citizen survey um, something that we can look to, to continue to enhance but i think that they're moving towards a more digital focused survey in the future right even more so yeah. than they did this year yep working on next year to have more online responses and focusing their campaigns online mm -hmm. and that's probably a little bit more mobile friendly too <laughs> well, hint, hint, if you're listening, National <laughs> Citizen Survey, uh, no pressure. Um, but another thing I thought that was interesting was that the customer service rated really high. It was like 89% of people were very happy with the customer service that was provided from the town. And I thought that was really cool because I think, again, I like to think of that two-way conversation that's happening, especially on social media and the way we manage that here in Gilbert and 311 all community outreach next door, social media, everything is consolidated in our department. And I think that's really key. And I'd like to think that people are really happy and they understand a lot of that customer service is coming through social media. So for people listening out there and thinking that customer service is, you know, walking into a front desk, you know, a counter, you know, in a building, which at some points and for some reasons it still may be that and it may look like that for the for the most part people when they have an issue they're coming online to tell us about that and so I thought that was kind of interesting to, to see that that ranked really high um, and then besides um, the couple of things that you mentioned the lowest rated services that the town provides were traffic signal timing drinking water and bus or transit um, and whether those are just town provided or state federal provided services, government services, I guess we should say. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting because I know that we've struggled with traffic light timing for a long time. We've switched our arrows from, you know, 
lagging to leading, and this is like a whole big debacle slash discussion here in Gilbert, um, but this is something that still is flow, right? And it's traffic and it's you know transportation, it's all kind of connected to that in our streets and we have a lot of construction projects. Um, and I think that that's a big headache for a lot of people who are driving here. So what I'd like to see happen is have our streets teams actually take the information that they get back from this survey and put it to use. So Melissa, talk about how you're going to do that in your new role here, how you can help people actually use the results from the survey. Because it's one thing, I think a lot of times in a lot of cities, they do a report out, kind of like open data portals. Like we put our data there in the name of transparency, or we report it out on our national citizen survey results. But like, how are we going to use this? Um, you know, sharing it with our council members, making sure that staff understand, like, how can we use this to improve our residents' lives. Right. right, so with my new role, kind of as a data storyteller, what's really, I'm really excited about with this is that when we're presenting this information to staff and to council, we're gonna have kind of a whole different reporting structure of comparing it from 20, like from the last survey to our survey this year, and then take, having key takeaways of what we can improve on for the next year. Just suggestions for the teams, not saying you should do, like you have to do this, but here's what we're seeing the trends on. So for example, one interesting thing I thought about 2017 compared to our 2019 survey was that a lot of residents on the south part of Gilbert were saying there were not enough recreational activities for them. What we saw in this survey was a very high percentage of excitement or just saying that there's a plenty of recreational opportunities now and I'm wondering more if that's because of our new park that's going into there. So mm -hmm. that's a huge highlight of how we're improving those services down there. Yeah, the water park too. I think that's another oh, yeah. one. Everywhere mm -hmm. I go, people are asking when the water park, which is part of the regional park, is coming online, but we're also going to be adding some other large amenities and draws. So you're right. right. Even though these projects aren't there yet, I think mm -hmm. the hope and the prospect of knowing that they're coming does change people's excitement because for us, we have a very spread out community. So people that have never been to Gilbert, we're actually 72 square miles. So to get from one part of the community to another, you do find different responses in different parts of the community. Some that are on the north side are you know, more connected to our downtown and a lot of the other businesses and things like that. Whereas people on the south side of Gilbert may have felt completely disconnected. And so I think they're seeing the growth really spur that direction and so that's kind of a cool trend to see just over to a two-year period of time yeah definitely and another thing i thought was super interesting was uh, compared to like uh, attached housing and detached housing a lot of the attached housing residents were saying that they wanted more public transportation alternative like modes so that automatically made me think about the electric scooters like mm -hmm. okay these are the communities that are really looking for new transportation methods um, and it just it spurs all those different questions too like okay where are they coming from I wonder if they're coming from another city and they're used to that that's why they're living in multi like multi-housing units um, so just highlighting those key aspects that were different from the past reports and how we can use it in the future and compare it just through a trend throughout the, all of our, all the years through taking the survey. Yeah, um, well, and we approached micromobility different than other cities did instead mm -hmm. of, you know, sending Bird when they came into our community with their electric scooters. Like you mentioned, we didn't send them a cease and desist letter and get right. them out. We actually worked with them to create a pilot program so that they could stay, but that we could meet, you know, everyone's needs. And we did a survey to mm -hmm. our residents before council made a decision and asked them what they wanted to see. And overwhelmingly, they loved seeing the scooters and they wanted more options for public transportation and micromobility and wanted more to see more autonomous vehicles in Gilbert. They wanted to see more charging stations. So that feedback was really interesting and overwhelming. And a lot of them said, we don't know the rules like where we can and can't 
ride the scooters or the bikes or whatever it is. But if we did and we would had more direction on how to use these tools, we'd likely use them, right? So I think that that's really important. And it's like we said, it's all connected. But a lot of these people probably are saying, oh, I've seen those scooters recently. Then they get a question like this on the survey. Sort of hmm, maybe, you know, there's more options like this. Again, connecting all of those right. pieces is so, so important. And I don't think I see a lot of other cities doing that. And I think that's where really our summary report comes. So we need to, like, yes, presenting the information for this year is very helpful, but what does it mean? How do you connect it from the past? How do you connect it to the future? And I think that's, like, kind of the biggest part of the report is the main takeaways. And that's one thing that we're really going to be focusing on. Love it. Well, you've got data storytelling stories for months to come, the next year (laughs) to come with all of this data that you have here and and how you, you know, we talked about a few ways that it already connects to what we're doing here in Gilbert as far as planning for the future and the, you know, the city of the future. And so I'm excited to see what you create with this, these pieces of data and the data to come and how we, you know, kind of help the community understand um, how we're moving forward. So that's Yeah, and I also noticed, too, that um, overwhelmingly people loved our vibrant downtown in the commercial areas. I think it was like over 90%. I think it was like 91%. I thought that was really interesting because a lot of the noise sometimes, um, even on social media, is like, oh, I'm so sick of the crowded downtown and this and that. But it was interesting to look at those results and see that people overwhelmingly love the vibrant downtown and are happy with the growth and the commercial growth here in the community. So I thought that was a really cool tidbit that we should be, you know, sharing also with everyone. Yeah, we were number two in the nation for economic development. And actually with our peer communities, we rated number one in over 50% of the categories, which is really awesome. Just shows how great Gilbert is. <laughs> yes. Gilbert is amazing. <laughs> Just, just in case you didn't know, if you're not a fan of the podcast. But yeah, this is great, and I'm excited. And again, it's just you know taking a different approach and thinking about how to engage people, just using it as another touch point to solicit feedback, and then take it a step further when you get that feedback. Like, how are you actually using it? And so I think it's really important and something that we're continuing to evolve with as the survey evolves too. Maybe gets shorter. Hint, hint yeah. again. Um, just these subtle little hints, for not so subtle little hints that we're throwing out. But thank you, Melissa and Jen, for joining me today. And to our listeners, please follow this podcast on Twitter at GovGoneDigital. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. Gone Digital.